You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to catch up on on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Two more BYU men's basketball players enter the NCAA transfer portal. Is it time to panic in Cougarville? We'll examine that. We'll also talk some BYU football. Some great news from Micah Simon. He makes good on the bet on himself at BYU Pro Day. Earns himself an NFL contract in the process. We'll talk about that. Get some comments from Aleva Hefo as he tries to follow a similar track. And, of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Without further ado, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 31st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a reminder, first off, make sure if you haven't done so already to hit that follow or subscribe button. Join us every day. You can do that real easy. All you need to do is tell your smart device, whether it's a smart speaker, an Alexa, a Google Home, or your your smartphone, all you get to use is your personal assistant on those devices and tell them play podcast locked on Cougars. And hey, guess what? My dulcet tones will be right there for you guys. Real easy to get caught up. Make sure to make us part of your day, whether it's on your drive into work or home from work or during your workout. Just make us part of your day. That's what I hope we can do for you guys. And by extension, make you guys the smartest BYU fans out there. All right, getting going here on a Wednesday edition of the show. Let's start off on the BYU football front and say a hearty congratulations to Micah Simon. He parlayed an incredible pro day performance, none more notable than his 4.34 second 40-yard dash, and parlayed that into a three-year minimum deal with the Carolina Panthers. What a minimum deal means is it's a three-year deal, but in essence, it's a tryout opportunity with the Carolina Panthers for Micah Simon. And yes, you'd rather have a guaranteed deal of some sort, but the fact that Micah Simon, who played in 2019, then didn't get a pro day last year for BYU due to the COVID-19 pandemic, comes back a year later, over a year later, I guess technically, shows well for NFL scouts, catches patches from Zach Wilson during his throwing session during BYU pro day last friday and then and apparently a team like the carolina panthers saw enough to give him that opportunity to join them for their offseason workouts upcoming i'm sure he'll be part of the mini camps upcoming he'll be part of training camp and he's gonna have to earn his keep and earn his way onto the roster but even if micah simon ends up spending a year potentially on a practice squad or some such he is one because very few guys and i mean this sincerely very few guys once your opportunity passes in an NFL draft cycle and you don't get so much as a sniff, it feels like, from an NFL franchise, the chances of you getting another opportunity at the highest level of football are like slim to none. So 
man, I, I, I couldn't be more excited and more happy for a guy like Micah Simon, who has made good on his bet on himself. And I think it kind of goes to show exactly what I talked about that this pro day for BYU could do for certain guys. Zach Wilson obviously had the spotlight shining upon him. He had the most people there watching him, brass from all over the NFL with regards to head coaches, offensive coordinators, front office personnel. They were all in Provo to watch one guy. But the nice part was there were 19 other guys who got to work out and show off for NFL scouts. And Micah Simon was one of those guys. He benefited from the limelight being on Zach Wilson and also shown a little bit upon him. And now he gets his opportunity to play in the NFL. And I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping he makes good on this opportunity with the Carolina Panthers. It's not anything guaranteed. He's going to show up and be able to prove himself. It's going to be an interesting story to track because he could be a similar storyline to that of Michael Davis. I've talked about Michael Davis being one of the coolest stories I've heard in recent memory. A guy who was benched his senior year at BYU gets picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Los Angeles Chargers, spends time on the practice squad, then gets elevated to the uh, the, the roster, the 53-man roster, and then from there has now parlayed that into a three-year, $25 million contract. I would love to see a similar career arc, a story arc for Micah Simon. It'd be really, really cool to talk about, but we'll make sure we'll keep you guys up to speed on that. And another guy that's trying to follow a similar track to what Micah Simon is doing here, and the reason why other guys showed up to BYU's Pro Day last Friday, is a guy like Aleva Hifo. Aleva had a little bit different storyline last year. He did spend time with the Kansas City Chiefs before coming down with COVID-19. As he told the media after BYU's Pro Day, he believes he might have been the first NFL player player to contract the virus or uh, get the virus, and that's not necessarily something you want to boast about, but it did cut his time in the NFL short. I believe he had a workout or a tryout with the Arizona Cardinals at midseason last year. Nothing really came of it. Well, he showed up to BYU Pro Day, hoping to get another opportunity to show what he could do, and he talked with the media afterwards. We didn't get a chance to speak with Micah Simon. It would have been a really cool thing to have some of his comments, and we'll try and track him down to talk about this, but Aleva Hifo, he showed up to BYU Pro Day with one thing in mind and one thing only. Yeah, I kind of want to show some of the numbers that I can run. I'm, and the route running was the most important thing, too, is make sure that I'm, I'm, I am still have legs on me, that I can still go out there and run, even though I've been out of the game for a little bit while. But I just wanted to prove that I'm still in shape and I can still come out and play for any team. Now, Aleva understands that he has the odds stacked against him. There's no doubt about that. I Like I said, the odds of you getting another opportunity after more than a year out of football, I know Aleva had that opportunity last year. They're just stacked against you because there's so many other guys looking for that opportunity opportunity, trying to capitalize and make some money in the pros. Well, Aleva talked about the fact that guys like he and Micah Simon, the reason they showed up is because they want to continue to pursue that opportunity. Many people out there, you can remember if you did play football, the last time you put on pads and you put take them off and you're never going to put them back on again. It's been more than a decade since I last played competitive football and I can still tell you about the final game I played. It's just one of those things that leaves a mark on you and Aleva and Micah Simon and some of the other guys that tried out at BYU Pro Day, Austin Lee among them, they don't want to give up the dream yet, and I don't blame them. And Aleva talked about that and why they're continuing to pursue that dream. It's definitely good trying to connect with them on on this journey. Uh, it's something that we're all chasing, something that we're all grinding for. And we all knew that this opportunity was kind of something that we all needed to make sure that we take advantage of because being realistic as well, this also could have been our last opportunity. And we understand that, and we know football doesn't last forever. So we're trying to give it our all just to try to get that opportunity again. 
I think that's the right perspective to have if you're a guy like Aleva Hefo, because once you step away from the game of football, there are very few who are able to step back in and get back into the game. It's one of those things that once it's gone, it's gone forever, so you might as well pursue it as long as you possibly can, and I'm going to be rooting for guys like Aleva Hefo, and especially Micah Simon, now that he got his opportunity, and looking forward to seeing what he does with the Carolina Panthers. Aleva also owes a lot to Zach Wilson, and I think it's a really cool gesture that Zach uh, made in favor of Aleva and Micah Simon. We'll let Aleva explain what exactly Zach did for them in BYU's Pro Day and lead up to it. I'll continue to thank Zach for letting me have the opportunity to join his pro day script. So I believe it was in January when Zach kind of notified me if I was able to do that and some of the other guys that were part of the script. And thankfully, Zach, again, he, he continued to fly me out to California every weekend for like three consecutive weekends and making sure that we can get timing down. And I believe it helped a lot today. And it was just good to have that kind of training with Zach. All right. Zach Wilson went and flew guys like Aleva Hefo down to Southern California where he was training for the pre-draft process multiple weekends in a row to get them to be part of his workout, kind of work on the script. Uh, they lay out exactly what routes they're going to run, what plays they're going to run. And Aleva Hefo was part of that. Micah Simon was part of it. Really cool to see them get that opportunity. And Micah Simon, let's be clear, he ran a 4.34 second 40-yard dash. And the Carolina Panthers on their Twitter feed said, you can't teach speed or some such. And that's absolutely the truth. You are looking for athleticism. You're looking for guys who can absolutely fly. And when you run a sub- 4440, you're absolutely going to get NFL scouts talking, and that's why Micah Simon is getting this opportunity. Aleva Hifo did not run the fastest 40 during BYU's Pro Day, 4.62 seconds, but he did haul in what we are calling the pass. That pass that went uh, Zach Wilson going across his body, fading away and throwing it to the opposite hash. Well, that was Aleva Hifo waiting on it, and Zach Wilson, I'll tell you what, anybody who wants to denigrate Zach Wilson's character, this is yet another evidence that they don't know what they're talking about. Zach Wilson is a leader. He's making good by former teammates, guys that he doesn't know what sent to. Speaking of Aleva Hefo and Micah Simon, and he's giving them an opportunity to participate in BYU's Pro Day and show what they can do and be part of his workout. I think that screams that this is a guy who wants to help out those who have helped him along the way. Really, really cool gesture to see from Zach Wilson. And man, really, really fun to see guys like Aleva Hefo and Micah Simon getting their opportunities. Here's hoping, fingers crossed, that Aleva does get that opportunity, similar to Micah Simon, another chance with an NFL team this upcoming offseason. We'll be tracking the story with Micah Simon, however long it lasts, whether it's just through this offseason or if he makes good and plays all three years with the Carolina Panthers. Panthers or beyond that. We will cover it all for you guys here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, coming up here momentarily, we will catch up on the BYU news of the day. We'll examine that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. We've been talking about them ad nauseum, but I'm telling you folks, they are the best tasting protein bars out there. Covered in 100% chocolate, they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. In essence, the best tasting protein bar you've ever had, but you will not believe how healthy they are for you compared to how they taste. They taste legitimately like a candy bar, and Built Bar is trying to determine who is the best of the Built Bars. They're having Built Bar madness. We have entered what they're calling the flavorful four or the final four. Today's matchup is the heavyweight 
Coconut brownie crumble against mint brownie. One of the Cinderella runs to the final four. Mint brownie's up against it, folks. I think they're going to have their work cut out for them to advance to the championship. But if you would like to help them out, you can cast your vote now at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Cast your vote. Have your voice be heard with regards to the Built Bar madness. I am a huge fan of the coconut uh, brownie crumble. I'll tell you what, if that one doesn't win the overall championship, I will be floored. But nonetheless, you guys can have your say. Also, while you're at BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Yes, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Love this company. Love this brand. Support them. Order your Built Bars and do it using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, my friends, want to encourage you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. It catches you up on everything you need to know as a sports fan across all the major sports with the help of our Locked On Podcast Network hosts, and it's all in 20 minutes or less. Peter Bukowski does a great job hosting it. We encourage you guys to check it out on the Odyssey app or make sure to download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, some big news on the BYU basketball front coming out yesterday, uh, throughout the day, really, and on into the late evening. Evening, BYU now has four former players from Mark Pope's squad in the men's basketball program who have entered the NCAA transfer portal in recent days. It was led off by Jesse Wade, who was formerly a walk-on this past year. Then Connor Harding announced recently that he was entering the portal, and then yesterday two more names popped up, both of them big men. Wyatt Lowell, who was still recovering from a ruptured Achilles tendon suffered against Gonzaga this past season, and also Colby Lee, a guy who saw his playing time steadily decrease throughout the the season. Both of them have entered their names into the NCAA transfer portal and they are formally I guess what you'd call free agents when it comes to the college basketball sphere and this is an interesting move all the way around because as we talked about previously on this podcast this week is that BYU had 14 scholarship players for 13 scholarships. That does not work. The math does not compute. You need to have at least one guy who moves on or decides to be a walk-on to make the math work. But also, there's obviously interest on Mark Pope's side to remake this roster, bring in a high-profile transfer or two. And as such, with the three transfers who were scholarship players, speaking of Lowell Harding as well as Colby Lee, well, now you're sitting at 11 scholarship players for 11 scholarships with two scholarships to work with. That would work well if you want to get the likes of Mikey Saunders to commit to you. You now have that option for him to transfer in right away and... Now it gives Mark Pope an opportunity to remake the roster a little bit more. Could this be the end of guys entering the NCAA transfer portal? I guess you would hope so. You don't want to see a mass overhaul of the roster because when you start getting to four, five, six guys, you're turning over that much of the roster, you start to miss some continuity. And obviously, Mark Pope has talked about wanting to create the best locker room in America, the BLRA, as they had on their jerseys and shirts this past year. And for good reason, he obviously wants 
guys to work together well. But when you turn it over that often or that much, that makes it tough to really build that camaraderie. So I would hope at this point it's probably end of BYU and guys transferring out of the program. But at the same time, I do want to say best of luck to Wyatt Lowell and Kobe Lee in particular. Those are the most recent guys to enter the portal, and I wish them well. Uh, there's been some interesting decisions with regards to Kobe Lee, similar to Connor Harding, because Kobe Lee is married to Caleb Bells Lee, who is a member of the BYU women's basketball program. She suffered a lot of injuries this year and didn't get to play much, but she's a transfer in her own right from Michigan State, and it would be interesting to see what decision is made there with regards to Kobe Lee and potentially playing at another program, say UVU just up the road, which is a similar situation I could see Connor Harding finding himself in if Paisley Johnson Harding, his wife on the women's basketball program, wants to run it back for one more season with the Lady Cougars. So just a very, very interesting situation all the way around. But I think many people out there feel like this is actually something for concern. And I don't necessarily think this is actually necessarily something to panic over, if that makes sense. Anymore in this day and age of college basketball, they have given players the opportunity to better their situation. And if you're a guy like Wyatt Lowell, who has played all of, I believe, seven games in a BYU uniform, you're recovering from an Achilles injury. Injury, I could very easily have seen the coaching staff, speaking of Mark Pope and company, going to him and saying, here's the deal. We need some scholarships to work with to remake this roster, Wyatt. And if you want to remain with the program, we'd love to have you, but we need you to walk on, similar to what Jesse Wade did this past year. And I can't believe Wyatt Lowell, if he were to say, yeah, n- thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to go find myself another spot to land. Or if it ultimately comes to where the road leads him back to BYU, that very well could be the case. And if he gets healthy and proves worthy of a scholarship, once again, well then BYU puts him back on scholarship. I think there's multiple options there. With regards to Colby Lee, I can understand why he would leave because he went from being a guy who started games early on this past season and then towards the tail end of the season was just glued to the bench. And I've got to say, it's a mystery a little bit to me why he didn't get a little more run late in the season, but obviously Mark Pope, Chris Burgess, and the rest of the staff felt like he, uh, they were better served to play guys like Matt Harms and Richard Harward alongside guys like Caleb Lohner and Gideon George in that front court and Kobe Lee is now going to pursue his next opportunity and you wish him nothing but the best. I've got nothing to say but good things about both Wyatt Lowell and Kobe Lee despite my limited interactions with them due to COVID-19 etc but both of them were very upstanding young men. uh, took time to give thoughtful answers to questions and you hope they find the right situation for themselves. Could all three of them move up the road to UV you, that's a very real possibility, I feel like. They could very easily move the five miles west or whatever it is uh, University Parkway and go and play for Mark Madsen at UVU. Funny enough, it would actually be Wyatt Lowell going home in essence to go back to a program where he was once upon a time the WAC freshman of the year. Obviously he's going to have an extended recovery window with that ruptured Achilles tendon so he'll take a little extra time but Colby Lee and Connor Harding should be ready to go right away and in my opinion UVU could do a lot worse than adding both of those players because obviously Obviously, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder to prove BYU wrong. And it would be, uh, I think, a talent upgrade at both the guard and wing position in terms of Harding and the front court from Colby Lee for UVU. I know they have Fardaz Amak, who is a fantastic player, set some national records with regards uh, to rebounding this year for UVU. But you can never have quality big, you, you can never have two 
few or too many. So you never have too many, excuse me, quality big men on your roster. And Colby Lee has proven to be a guy who is not flashy. He doesn't necessarily, he's not a high flyer. He's a guy very much who plays below the rim, but he is effective when he's out there on the court. And I think UVU would do well to get him. So to answer some of your guys' questions with regards to, should this be something that we should freak out about as BYU fans? I have a hard time getting that worked up about it, honestly, because I feel like this is just kind of part of the nature of the sport anymore. Coaches want the flexibility to remake the roster and add guys who are transfers, and they're going to cut what they see as guys who can uh, play elsewhere, but they necessarily don't fit into what that coach has at that current program. So Mark Pope apparently sees something or does not see a future for a guy like Connor Hardy and Colby Lee to contribute in a big role. And that's just kind of me reading between the lines and they have to move on now and find their next situation to play the game of, that they love. So you wish them nothing but the best as they move forward. But I also think that this is Mark Pope just keeping his roster flexibility alive. He wants to have the opportunity to bring in the likes of a Mikey Sa- Saunders, a Tanner Groves, who we talked about previously on this podcast. There's a lot of high level players out there in the transfer portal, and you can guarantee that BYU will absolutely be in hot pursuit. I would imagine that Mikey Saunders gives BYU a very long look just based on his connection with the state, having played his junior and senior years of high school hoops here at the famed Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant. But the good news is now BYU appears to at least have two scholarships to work with with regards to remaking the roster via the transfer portal. And who's to say that maybe a player or two more decides that they're out at BYU and gives Mark Pope even more of an opportunity to remake his roster. I will give Mark Pope this credit. He has proven in the two years he's been the head coach at BYU that he can put together very competitive rosters. Both teams were NCAA tournament caliber. Both of them in terms of the 2020 team would have made the tournament this year the 2021 team did and lost to UCLA who by the way is in the final four by the way jeez just an incredible run for the Bruins you got to tip your cap to Mick Cronin and the rest of the guys down there in Westwood just a pretty impressive run for them from a play-in game all the way to a final fourth for the first time since 2008 pretty incredible run that they have had and congratulations to them but getting back to the original point you're going to expect that this year or speaking of next year for BYU 2021-2022 season you expect that Mark Pope's going to put together an NCAA tournament caliber squad what will it look like well it's very much in flux right now because there are a bunch of guys leaving the program we haven't heard much with regards to who may be filling those current roster slots but I have faith that Mark Pope will find the right guys to make another competitive team, make another run at Gonzaga, try and chase down the big dog that is the heavy favorite to win the national title this year, and hopefully make up some ground on them. I think a guy like Mikey Saunders would do well to help out BYU in that regard. I think bringing back either Alex Barcelo or Brandon Averett would both be welcome returns. Uh, They would not count towards the scholarship limit, them being seniors, the so-called super seniors that don't count against your scholarship limit. So either one of them I think would be welcome to come back if they so desire, but I think that Mark Pope deserves the benefit of the doubt with regards to what he's doing with this roster. I know that the optics of it are bad in some cases. Some people think, well, why is this kid being cut loose? I I get all that, but Mark Pope 
is a guy who's proven that he knows to he knows how to identify talent, develop it, and get the most out of it. And here's hoping he can do that once again this upcoming season. And in the meantime, you wish nothing but the best for guys like Connor Harding, Jesse Wade, Wyatt Lowell, and Colby Lee. And you hope they can find the best situation for themselves and continue their playing careers at another university or in some cases potentially remaining at BYU. So there you go. Some thoughts on Colby Lee as well as Wyatt Lowell entering the NCAA transfer portal yesterday and like I said we'll keep you up to date on anything else that comes out with regards to BYU basketball incoming transfers other guys deciding to take their talents elsewhere we'll have it all covered for you guys here all right coming up here momentarily we'll catch up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan a pretty impressive uh, weekly honor that made history in the West Coast Conference for BYU women's softball we'll touch on that in a little bit more of regards to what to expect from the Cougar who are in action tonight. We'll get to all of that. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bet Online. They are your best resource in terms of getting into the sports betting world mobily. If you guys want to get in on the action, whether it's the NBA, college basketball with the Final Four upcoming, NHL, golf, opening day for baseball is tomorrow, folks. If you want to start betting on all of it, you can go to betonline.ag and sign up for free and start having some fun with our friends at Bet Online. Additionally, they are offering a 50% welcome bonus to all of our listeners. When you go to betonline.ag and make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus for free from our friends from Bet Online, guys. Free money to play with in the betting market. Take advantage of that offer now. Go to Bet Online, whether it's in your web browser or on your mobile device. Sign up now. And once again, use that promo code locked on when you make your first deposit and get that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Are you guys ready for the NFL Draft? We've talked a lot about it this week on the podcast, but if you guys want more about it, join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow Locked On NFL Draft, the podcast, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, catching up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with BYU softball and congratulations. Congratulations to Arissa Paulson. She made history as the first ever West Coast Conference player and pitcher of the week. So pretty cool. The Arizona native finished the week with a 500 overall batting average with 12 plate appearances and six hits. She hit a three-run home run against Stanford to take the lead in the bottom of the first inning. Bowie ultimately lost that game, but then their doubleheader against Boise State. She went four of six, including two of two in the first game. She closed out the weekend hitting a double against SUU while also tallying an RBI and a run herself. Well, that's only at the plate. And then on the opposite side as she was pitching, had an overall 1.43 ERA with three appearances and struck out a season-high 10 batters against Southern Utah in their capper of the weekend. One away from a career record. So really, really a phenomenal outing for Arissa Paulson. It's cool to see her making history as both the pitcher and player of the week in the West Coast Conference. So congratulations to her on that. Also, BYU softball will be back in action this evening. They'll be taking on Arizona State at Gale Miller Field 
Field, 5 p.m. first pitch. It'll be broadcast on BYU TV online or streaming on the BYU TV app if you want to watch Gordon Eakin's squad in action. Also, the women's soccer program is in action there in Santa Clara, California to take on the Santa Clara Broncos. Uh, Santa Clara, the top dog in the West Coast Conference with regards to soccer. Ranked number 9 in the latest rankings. BYU dropped a spot to number 17 in the latest rankings that came out. There will be a live radio broadcast of this game on the BYU Sports Network. You can stream it on the WCC Network. It is scheduled to begin at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Pacific there in Santa Clara. Best of luck to Jennifer Rockwood and her squad in action. And also, finally, women's volleyball. They're in action this afternoon, 1 p.m. at the Smithfield House. Their final regular season match also against Santa Clara. That'll also be streaming on BYU TV online and the BYU TV app. So there you go. You are up to speed as a BYU fan. I hope you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this. Looking for your guys' questions for a hashtag Twitter Thursday mailbag here on the podcast podcast tomorrow. Send those in now. You can follow the show and submit your questions via social media. Search us out, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to follow me there and send in your questions, is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show with any comment, concern, or question by emailing us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, that'll do it for a Wednesday edition of the show. April tomorrow, April Fool's Day. What jokes will I have for you then? Stay tuned and find out. This will be a lot of fun to talk about those tomorrow. I don't think I really have anything for you, but we'll see what we can come up with in the meantime. Until then, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 31st, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.